Welcome to Wiregrass Daily News Sports. This is your daily look at sports in the Wiregrass and the Southeast. Dothan Wolves on 96.9, the legend producer Philip Jordan breaks the news, covers the games, and talks to experts in the Wiregrass and Southeast. And now, Philip Jordan. What's well, everybody? Welcome into another Football Friday. I am Philip Jordan, the studio host and producer of Dozen World Football on 96.9 The Legend and Auburn Rider for Last Word College Football. And it's Friday. I see you guys know I am joined by my good friend Matt Lowe from Field Level Media. We're going to look ahead to the college football weekend, the big games in the Southeast. There's not a whole lot, bunch of them. We'll get into them and a couple NFL games as well. And uh, Matt, as always, I appreciate you coming on doing this. Uh, how's the week been for you? It's been good, man. Been busy. I'm wearing I'm wearing my Loserville hat. Just just uh just for Arthur Smith. I know I know here's your favorite coach. So it's the same. It, it's the same play out every week, and it's been the same thing for two years. It's, I've I've never seen anything like it. They lose either win by a field goal or lose by a field goal. Yeah, I know on, on Sunday, uh, we were talking about this off air, but let the audience know. You were texting me, asking if I was looking at the game, what was going on. I said, luckily, in a way, I guess, I was uh, stuck with Dallas and the, the New York Giants, all, which that was a blowout too. But that, that benefited me for fantasy reasons uh, because I had Dak Prescott, a quarterback. So I had some rooting interest in that one. But, yeah, uh, Atlanta, mm, they probably hit that off week at the right time. Yeah, they did, and and it's it's just like I said, it's the same song and dance every game. I, I, it's unbelievable. But uh, you know, it was interesting. We talked about it last week. A couple of coaches on the hot seat, and lo and behold, they get fired. You know, Georgia looked good. Uh, looked like the team that uh, I think I think they're starting to hit their stride at the right time, especially mm-hmm. offensively. Uh. But yeah, man, a lot of good football left. I mean, it's not not that great of a week this week, but next weekend's got some showdowns. Yeah, it's like uh, when we get that week for rivalry week, it's it's you know kind of slows down a little bit. I think game days at James Madison, who uh, people haven't been paying attention, uh, they got denied along with Jacksonville State on going to a uh, postseason game, conference championship game, bowl game. But I'm going for selfish reasons, Matt. And if you're a James Madison supporter, I apologize 1% for what I'm about to say. My feelings aren't hurt that they're not getting to go to the postseason because I'm, I live right down the road from Troy. Uh, and if they take care of business these next couple of weeks, they'll be hosting the Sunbelt Championship game again since James Madison won't be able to do it. So I want to go to a conference championship game. So uh, and I'm not driving up to James Madison to do it. So I Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you, man. And then uh, it's – like I said, I mean, but hey, sometimes though when – when we least expect it, an upset can happen. So, you know, that's college football for you. And we, we got we got some pretty interesting games uh, this week as well. And we're going to jump into actually a couple of ACC games uh, today because they've got some uh, some good ones going on. And, you know, just first up, but, you know, talking about something. We're not going to talk about Alabama, Chattanooga at uh, Florida State in North Alabama. But, yeah, you know, Alabama last week, they did take care of business against Kentucky. Uh, it was 21 to nothing for Kentucky. We got a first down. Jalen Miro looked awesome. Got a little injury there. So I expect them to hurry up and get him out of the game quickly against Chattanooga. And then kind of same deal with Florida State against North Alabama. Get up big quickly. Get your superstars out of there and get ready for the next week. Yeah, and I, I will say this. You know, early on in the year, a lot of talk was the SEC just wasn't really performing well. Mm-hmm. 
But I'll say this. I'll put Alabama, Georgia, LSU, maybe Ole Miss, I, I, and Missouri. I'd put those five teams up against anybody, and I feel like any of those teams could beat anybody. Who outside the SEC wants to go against LSU and deal with Jaden Daniels? Uh, well, well, yeah. I mean, and, and and I think he's going to be the Heisman winner. If he he's should. Not, somebody's not watching the same thing that I'm watching. I mean, he's been just a – electrifying player this year and you know they have their three losses i mean to to uh to alabama of course and the fsu they're both in the playoff race and then to Ole miss which was a tight game so at, at their place so those aren't bad losses at all and i mean i i seriously think i think lsu could beat anybody in the country yeah, outside I mean, of the sec i mean yeah, and like I said, just the way they're playing. I mean, and the Heisman is supposed to go to just the best player. To me, he's playing the best of anybody. I mean, Michael Penix and Bo Nix are right there, too. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're right there at it, too. But, you know, it is supposed to go to, to like I said, the best player, not one of the best players on one of the playoff teams. Sure. And, and you know, when Lamar Jackson won, and I think they had a few losses, and RG3, same thing. But, I mean, and, and look, man, a lot of people are talking about Oregon and being this – Champion, I think Oregon's a good team, but I don't. I don't think they're a championship caliber team. That's just my opinion. I don't think they can beat Georgia. I don't think they could beat Ohio State. I don't think they could beat Alabama. I mean, I just don't. I mean, they're a good team. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think they're a championship caliber team. Yeah, we're probably more likely going to get them in Washington in the final Pac-12 championship game too. So, and I tell you what, Arizona State's playing better. And Kenny Dillingham is their head coach, which he was at Oregon uh, last year as the play caller for Oregon. So he knows that team pretty good, and they got a pretty good defense. So Oregon better better not be overlooking the that the the Sun Devils this weekend. I know it's not one of the games we're going to talk about, but right, you know, Washington is playing uh, Oregon State this week. Yeah, and I and like Oregon, Oregon State's State. favored in that yeah. game. Yeah, so. I mean, Oregon State's a they're a solid, fundamentally sound football team that can run the ball really well, and they play pretty good defense. Yeah, so, you know, overall, you know, these are lots of outside games that we're going to pick here. But, uh, yeah, interesting games there. Uh, so, let's, let's jump into week 12. And I was looking at the 11 o'clock games. Uh, the only one I, I saw that I think we, we could and would be competitive, would be fun to talk about interesting is number 10 Louisville, 9-1, 6-1 will be at Miami, who is 6-4. Two and four in the conference, 11 a.m. on ABC. Miami is actually a one-point favorite in this game, which I was shocked to see that. 46-and-a-half is the over-under in this one. For Louisville, you're 6-1. and one. You win this game. You lock up uh, playing Florida State in the ACC championship game. Who saw that coming the year? It was all about Clemson and North Carolina. And then even at one time this year, we probably thought maybe Duke was that team that would meet with Florida State or be that other team. But now it looks like it's going to be Louisville. Um, I don't, I don't think they get enough credit. I don't think they get talked about enough. Uh, they're a top-five team in the ACC in total yards, passing, rushing. Uh, they have a solid defense. Uh, they have the number one sack guy in the conference. Uh, interceptions, Devin Neal is second with four interceptions. They've got players on offense and defense, and I'm just kind of – I'm still baffled. Miami's favorite in this one. It's, it's just wild. Smelly fish, you know. I mean, and, and Van Dyke's going to come back. At Emory Williams, he played pretty good you know, his first start for Miami. And I, I, that injury he had there towards the end of the game, that looked pretty bad. I, his arm, I mean, and 
But one thing watching that Miami game, they they were just running the ball up the middle, straight into the gut of Florida State's defense a lot. And I'm like, are you trying to win the game or are you trying to get out of there? I, I, it just I, – it, I didn't understand it. But I, I will say this about Van Dyke. And he's like you said, Miami, Miami's seventh in the country in sacks. Mm-hmm. They get after it. So, yeah, they can sack the quarterback. And, and I watched that Louisville-Virginia uh, game, and Louisville was having a little bit of – they were having a tough time blocking Virginia's D-line. So, I think that's a a big matchup to watch in this game. And Van Dyke, man, when he's on, he's a good quarterback. I mean, and their, their offense – I mean, Jacoby George is a heck of a receiver. You see that catch he made? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. How did he even catch that? I have no it, idea. And I don't know was, how the ball didn't get batted down. But that guy's a good player, man. And I, I thought Miami should have tried to do that a little more often in the game. So I just saw too many runs up the middle. And FSU's got a good D-line. So, I don't know. I think this is a – I think Miami's going to win this game. I think some rain's going to be in this game. Uh, yeah. but I, I, I just, this is a smelly fish to me and, and I, I like Miami to pull off a, pull off an upset win here, like 24, 20, something like that. So, I, I'm going to go with Louisville and I think one, maybe a hangover effect too for Miami, even though they are yeah. back at home going against Florida State because so much is put into that game sure. uh, for them. But I will say this about Miami. Now we talked about Louisville and their offense being one of the, in the top five in rushing in the ACC. Uh, Jahar Jordan, their running back, is second in the ACC with 976 yards. But Miami did a good job last week against Florida State's run game. Trey Benson did not break out in that game. It was Jordan Travis and throwing to the wide receivers. They made Florida State somewhat one-dimensional. So that's one thing to look at here for two. If you're Louisville, Plummer's going to have to make some throws because Miami can take away that run game. Yeah, and then that punt return by Keon Coleman was huge in that mm-hmm. game. That was huge. And, yeah, I mean, and if you can stop Florida State's running game, which is really, really good, I mean, that's 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 some doing some work right there. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I think this is going to be a heck of a game, man, but I'm going to lean Miami. And, and I, another thing to FSU last week, I don't think they got the ball enough to Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman in the, in the passing game. I mean, they really didn't have that great of games. I mean, we've talked about this all year. Johnny Wilson's too good of an athlete to not get targets. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's so big and, and athletic. And, you know, sometimes you got to give credit to the defense. They take guys away, which, I mean, Miami's game plan was, was excellent on defense last week. Yeah, it was. It and, and then they ran the ball well too. So that yeah. was another thing. They, I mean, they they ran it a lot. Maybe ran it too much, but that was another thing they did. I think they actually won the line of scrimmage against Florida State, which that is saying a lot. Um, talking about line of scrimmage, we're going to jump into the SEC now. Number one, Georgia, uh, back at the number one. Uh, they will be at Tennessee, who lost last week to Missouri, thirty-six to seven. Tennessee is seven to three. Two thirty on CBS. Georgia is a ten-point favorite in this one. The over/under is fifty-eight. And a half, like you mentioned it in the open. Georgia played great last week. They look like they're starting to kind of stretch their muscles a little bit here. Like when they need to be great offensively, they can. Brock Bowers is back. They're slowly kind of, re, you know, bringing him back along. Tennessee, they couldn't run the ball last week against Missouri. I know they're back at home. They've got a 14 game winning streak at home, which Georgia's the last team to beat them there in 2021, beat them 41 to 17. 
I'll go ahead and pick it. I think Georgia wins this game going away because if you couldn't run against Missouri, and that's not a knock on Missouri, I think Georgia's going to be looking to shut it down too. I just think Tennessee's in trouble if the game gets put on Joe Milton's shoulders. I do too. And, and last week, I mean, he, he was their leading rusher. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that's not – that's I don't know. They got a couple really good backs, and, and that was kind of shocking to me. But, I mean, Georgia's – only allowing a little over 100 yards a game, and Tennessee's seventh in the country in rushing. Uh, I'm with you, man. The, 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 the key to me with Georgia's offense has been Ladd McConkey. Now, if you've watched yep. the last couple of weeks, he's really, really emerged. In the first part of the year, he was hurt a lot. And I think he's the – I think he's the the glue and the – you know, I think he's the guy that makes things go. And, and like I said, it will Bowers back, and, and their running backs running well. I'm with you. I think this might be like a 41-17 type of game, just like it was the last time Tennessee lost there. Tennessee gave up 255 yards rushing against Missouri last week. Uh, Cody Schroeder, Schrader had 205 yards. He also had 100 yards catching. But you look at Kendall Milton, what he did last week against Ole Miss, 127 yards, two touchdowns. John Edwards, 59 yards, two touchdowns. That's another thing. If the Tennessee defense comes with that kind of performance, Georgia's just going to lean on them that way too, and Carson Beck's just going to hit him with a play action. Yeah, and that Schrader kid is a really good player. I mean, he's yes. built like a brick house, man. I and mean, he he's a good runner. And yeah, I, I was I was kind of shocked how Missouri's defense dominated them. But that's a tough place to play. It was a night game, you know. Their 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 fans are into it, and I mean Missouri. I don't know. Like I said, I. I I think Missouri could beat an Oregon. I think Missouri could beat a Florida State. I think. I mean, I think. I don't. I don't know about Michigan or Ohio. I, I, look, I know this is kind of off subject, but I'm never taking Penn State in a big game again because they've let me down so much. So, but I mean, I, I think Missouri's playing just about as good as anybody. Yeah, they are, and I agree with you on Penn State. It's like right now their ceiling with James Franklin is third place in the Big Ten behind Michigan and Ohio State. That's just yeah, right. and that's another guy, man. He's getting paid a lot of money, mm-hmm. and he can't win a big game. I mean, against the teams he's supposed to, you know, like the bigger teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, and, and really look at Big Ten as those two. And if you can't yeah, knock I mean, off one of those two, it's you know you're just kind of stuck at third. Yeah. Um, back into the ACC, another two thirty game. Number twenty, North Carolina, who's eight and two, four and two in ACC play. We'll be playing disappointing year for Clemson, six and four, four and four. Um, or four wins in, in conference play. May have the wrong stat wrote down on paper there. But anyways, 230 on ESPN. Clemson is favored by six and a half. They are the home team here. The over-under is 59 and a half. North Carolina is third in the FBS in yards per game, but their defense is not good. That's another trend. I mean, how long is Gene Chizik going to be able to be defense coordinator at uh, North Carolina where their defense is being bad? They have not won at Clemson since 2001. Has North Carolina. Um, what what are you thinking on this one? Clemson looks to me like they're playing a little pissed off. I mean, here here the last couple of weeks, and and uh, I mean, I, I'm with you that I, North Carolina was playing pretty good defense for the first part of the year, and I don't know what's happened, but they just can't stop anybody now. And Mm-mm. and uh, K Clubnick looks like he's playing well. I don't know what's happened with Will Shipley at running back there. The last couple of games, he ain't really done a whole lot. He's too good of a player not to be putting up stats. 
so I'm going to roll with Clemson here, man. I just can't trust North Carolina's defense right now, and I think Clemson's finally found something. I'm gonna, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I think, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm going to go something like 35 to 28, something like that. Yeah, and Maybe even thing. higher than that. North Carolina is kind of like maybe they're like the ACC's LSU, where the offense is great. We know they have a great quarterback in Drake oh, yeah. May. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the best. And we know it's, it's going to be him and Caleb Williams, the first two quarterbacks taken in the draft this upcoming uh, summer, you know, during the NFL draft. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Clemson is playing a little ticked off. Ever since that caller called in to uh, Dabo Sweeney's uh, show, it uh, did not make Dabo Sweeney too happy. Clemson's been playing better. Uh, and look, neither one of these teams is going to be playing for the ACC championship game, obviously. Um, this is bold prediction. This is actually a rematch of last year's ACC championship game where Clemson ran away. Actually, Clemson started off bad. They benched DJ, and then they put K Klubnik in, and then they ran away with it. So, yeah, I think I, I, if this one game was at Chapel Hill, I would pick North Carolina because how good they are at home. But on the road at Clemson, yeah. I, I got to take Clemson. Yeah, and I, I tell you what, North Carolina, Devontae Walker, their wide receiver, he's fantastic. That guy That's another one, NFL NFL talent right there. Yeah, and the tight end, Bryson Nesbitt's pretty good too. So, But, but Walker's a, he's a stud. Real quickly, I know there's a lot of draft pundits. And it seems like some people are actually split, and I've seen some people say that uh, scouts are saying it's differently than what we all assume. Some of them are. Between Caleb Williams and Drake May, if you were an NFL GM, you needed a quarterback. Which one are you taking, Drake May or Caleb Williams? Do I have an option with Jaden Daniels? <laughs> well, I'll try to keep it at them too, but yeah. Uh, I, probably Caleb Williams, just because he's a bigger guy. I mean, he's he's athletic. He can he can throw it. You know, that's it's going to be a heck of a year for quarterbacks in this draft. I tell you that. I mean, so I think Brady Cooks almost kind of worked his way into being a draft pick as well. So. Michael Penix. I mean, there's a lot of good quarterbacks, and a lot of teams need them. So I'd probably, I'll probably lean Caleb Williams. Well, I'll do, I, I'm good opposite side. I, I, I'm a Drake May guy. Um, so, anyways, I don't think you go wrong with either one. But I, I, I think Jaden Daniels, though, he's worked his way in a, 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 being a top five pick, or I, I think. I mean, and he's just so dynamic as a runner. Not a big guy, but that. That's such a weapon, man, if you can break the pocket and run for 30 yards. I mean, look what Josh Dobbs is doing now, too, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, Minnesota, I mean, and then they're going to get uh, Justin Jefferson back. They got a Pro Bowl tight end, Pro Bowl receiver. Jordan Addison's coming on there. I mean, and he can run. And when you can run, you can extend plays. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're right on that. Uh, so, um, another thing that's had decent quarterback play this year, we're going to jump into the Sun Belt. Uh, Louisiana at five and five will be at Troy, who's eight two, who's already clinched the Sun Belt West. This is a two thirty game on the NFL Network. Troy's a sixteen and a half point favorite. The under over is forty seven and a half. A couple weeks ago, we talked about this. We were kind of looking ahead. At the time, Louisiana was only had two losses in conference play. They were like five and three. We we're looking at this game. Okay, if Troy got by South Alabama, their next big test would be Louisiana. Well, now they've lost two games in a row. They lost 37-17 to Arkansas State. And they got upset by Southern Miss, 34-31. Southern Miss is one of the worst teams, if not the worst team, in the Sun Belt this year. So things have changed. This is senior day at Troy. Also, Larry Blakeney Day. They'll be honoring former head coach Larry Blakeney. So that's awesome. awesome. Um, 
I'll, I'll pick those first. Uh, uh, Troy. I mean, I, I think Troy is going to win this one pretty handily because you know with everything going on in Troy, it's the final regular season home game. Perhaps they can host the uh, the sum up championship game. That that's thing with Troy. Yes, they've clinched the division, but being able to host the home game is still up for grabs because uh, they have a loss. On the other side, it's Coastal Carolina. If James Madison doesn't get a waiver to win the East, and they've got two losses, does Coastal Carolina? So Troy needs to keep winning to make sure that happens. But I, I think Trojans going to win comfortably on Saturday. Yeah, I agree with you right there. I mean, Troy, they're, they're number eight in scoring defense in the country, too, if people mm-hmm. don't know that. 15 points a game, and Vidal, they're running back, outstanding running backs up there among the nation's leading leaders. Uh, and it's pretty cool you say that about Coach Blakeney. He was one of the first coaches I ever interviewed, and I interviewed him about every year for a while and was always extremely respectful to me, uh, would let me know anything pretty much I asked him. He'd give me any kind of intel on his team, and what a, what a good guy. What a great coach, too, man. That guy was a heck of a football coach, and he was a heck of a player. Yeah, yeah, he was. And uh, I remember um, the radio station I was with before the one I am now, uh, I, I remember uh, one of the shows, the Phil Paramore show, he would uh, call him and says Phil Paramore had a relationship with Larry Blake, and he just – I think he did his uh, TV show or his coaching show or something with him at one point. But anyways, uh, Larry Blakeney would go on a lot. I remember listening and just Larry Blakeney, like you said, and just hearing him go on other people's shows. He's always was respectful to the uh, the interviewer, the person, the media people. You know, you never really saw him uh, otherwise with them. Yeah, yeah, and and that's not all. Not all coaches are like that, you know. And I mean, not all players are like that either. But you know, most of most of them are pretty cool, though. I mean, they're just down. You know, they're like me and you. They just in high profile positions, but I like Troy to win big here. I think I think there's going to be a lot of energy in that stadium, and you know, with, with coach being there and being honored, I, I think they're going to come out with their hair on fire. Look, I'm going to call what it is what it is. With Auburn, and Alabama playing who they are playing this weekend, there won't be as much attention to that. I think more people will make it out to Troy Saturday too. That's another thing I think too. Well, they should. I mean, I mean, they've they've had a great season, and John Summerall's name's popping up in some places. I mean, I don't I don't think he'll get an A and M job or anything like that. Uh, I think A and M is going to try to swing for the fences. I think they could go after Dabo. I don't know if Dabo will leave, but uh, I think you know not a lot of people are talking about Lance Leopold, you know, at Kansas. But uh, but yeah, man. I mean, Troy's having a great season, and they they you know they can finish it out strong here. Yeah, and uh, talking about Auburn, uh, they play at three o'clock. They are hosting eight and three New Mexico State. Auburn six and four. They got bowlers last week with that forty-eight to ten victory over Arkansas. Three o'clock SEC Network. Uh, Auburn is a twenty-four point favorite in this one. The over/under is forty-eight and a half points. New Mexico State's quarterback is pretty good. Uh, and I'm probably going to butcher his last name, but Diego Pavia. He has thrown for uh, 2,257 yards. That's third in Conference USA, 19 touchdowns, six interceptions. He is fourth in the conference in rushing with 703 yards and five touchdowns. This team is second place right now behind Liberty in Conference USA. So I look at this like this is a game Auburn, if they come in with the right mindset, they should win by those 24 points. But, hey, if they come into this game looking ahead to the Alabama game, thinking, okay, we should beat this team, which is, is a team that lost to UMass who Auburn beat – you know, earlier in the year, 
Oh no, it, it's gonna be it's, it's kind of a interesting setup for Auburn with yeah. this, this New Mexico State team. Yeah, and they've won six in a row and seven of eight. And Jerry Kill coaches the team. I mean, and I'll, great coach, people, terrific coach. Yeah, good coach. Uh, I think this is the first time New Mexico State's going to play in the championship game of their conference since 1965. So <laughs> it's been a minute. They've uh, they've had some struggles there, uh, mm-hmm. but. One one guy to keep an eye on for is Auburn is Trent Hudson. He's a six foot three, one hundred eighty pound wide receiver. He's a good player, so they're gonna have to have some guys on him because you know, and Auburn's got a great secondary, so that'll. But keep an eye on him if he starts causing trouble down the field in the passing game. Auburn could have some troubles, but look, last week I was shocked by that performance. To be honest, that game was over in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, and because the, the 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 run by Thorne, the pass, and then the the kicker, the punt return. Which anytime you can get a punt return for a touchdown, that's huge. I mean, like we were talking about with Keon Coleman, FSU that flipped that game around. Uh, so, you know, earlier in the year, Auburn they were having to bring pressure with uh, their their defensive backs off the edge. Now they're starting to get a little pressure with their defensive line, and they're 20th in the country. Uh, they have 26 sacks on the season. I mean, and they have five sacks last week, and they're giving up 20 points a game. The defense has done its job. Mm-hmm. and uh, But you, the team – and granted, Arkansas is not that good, but you go on to get a road win like that. I mean, Arkansas has played with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think this team is playing with a lot of momentum right now. And uh, – that's a big line, but if they're focused, like you said, I think they should come out and get the job done. And But, look, here, here's what you want to see as an Auburn fan and as as the program progresses under Hugh Freeze. you got to come out and win games like this and make a statement. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and show – it's like we've talked about with Nick Saban. When they play beat a good team and they play a team that they should wax – you know, the next week they wax them mm-hmm. and that's mental toughness and that's focus, you know? So I want to see that happen this week. I don't want to see Auburn play a seven point game. I want to see this team come out and keep it rolling and uh, put up some points like they did last week and, and keep the momentum going. And I think they will. Now I don't know if they're going to win by 24 points. Cause I, I think New Mexico state's a pretty good team, but if they put it all together. I think they can do that. Yeah, and, you know, still, what we talked about, the receivers, they got to catch the ball better. I mean, that's one thing. But I think Jarquez Hunter has really coming on the second half of the season with what he's doing and Peyton Thorne. And I just – I think really what was the big thing for Auburn, just deciding on the quarterback, yep. just riding with one of them. I think Peyton Thorne has played much better since he knows he's the guy. He's not looking over his shoulder or thinking, okay, is this the play they're going to pull me out and put Robbie Ashford in? Now, I will say this about Peyton Thorne. I picked up, if you're a defense – He's going to give you one where you can pick him off. Like he he did it last week against Arkansas, where he forced one in. He did the week before against Vanderbilt. But outside of that, and really when you look at the whole quarterback switching out thing, they didn't really need to do that because Peyton Thorne is a good enough runner, something I really didn't know he was, off the RPOs, off the replays, off the zone read. So, yeah, they keep that going. They, they should be all right. Now, it's going to be very intriguing. I know it's next week, and we'll get into it next week, but – Auburn wins this game. You go into Iron Bowl with four straight wins. You're at home, 230. You know that crowd's going to be electric. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I will say this about the quarterback thing. I think Hugh Freeze battled uh, with himself because Robbie Ashford was there last year and played and did pretty well with the team down the stretch. I think he was kind of cautious about team division because that can create a little rift, you know, if the, the guys want Robbie to play. And, and But you got to – you got to play one, you know, and, and and I think that's you've seen him, you've seen him kind of take off ever since he decided on that, and you've seen Thorne play with a lot more confidence, you know, and he is a good runner. He's fast, man. I mean, he don't mind sticking his head down either and hit somebody. I mean, he did that going into the end zone and ran ran over that guy. So I don't know, man. I, I I'm with you though. Yeah, they both teams will have a lot of momentum heading into that Iron Bowl with a lot to play for. Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, we'll, we'll get into that more next week. We'll get into that more next week here on the show. Uh, let's close out with two SEC games. Uh, Florida at five and five. This team is in danger of not making a bowl game. Uh, they will be playing at number nine Missouri team. We talked that eight to this team is looking like a team that's going to have a ten win season. Six thirty ESPN. Missouri is an eleven and a half point favorite. The over under is fifty eight and a half. Florida has three straight losses. This team was five and two couple weeks ago, going into the Georgia game. Lose to Georgia, lose to Arkansas. They got to be kicking themselves by that Arkansas yeah, loss yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And then they lost this past week against LSU where they just, as I, everybody can't stop uh, Jaden Daniels. I see it being the same way this week. I mean, Missouri's playing really well. They're at Missouri. We saw what Cody Schrader did last week. I, I feel like Graham Mertz and that Florida running game, just the Florida offense is going to have to play a shootout to have a shot at winning this one. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. They probably are kicking themselves for that Arkansas game because they sh- they should they should have won that game. I mean, and I will say this though, man, I was Florida's got a good offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just their defenses just can't stop anybody, and and I, that 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 kind of blows my mind a little bit that Florida's with as many athletes are around that campus down there. It's just as bad as they are on defense. Now LSU, I'll go back to LSU. They've been they've had a ton of injuries, you know. So when you lose your best player, you lose your best defensive back. You lose this that. I mean that's one thing. But Florida, I mean I don't know. But I think Florida's capable uh, of, yeah. of winning this game. But I just like the way Missouri's playing right now. And Trader, man, I, like I've said, I think he's one of the nation's best backs. And Brady Cook's playing lights out. Their defense is really starting to get better too. And what a job Elijah Drinkwitz has done, man. I think he should be up for Coach of the Year honors, potentially. Yeah, you know, this is – we've had some really good coaching jobs in this this year. I think what yeah. Nick Saban's done at Alabama yeah. is a terrific coaching job, uh, what he's done. And you're right, because Eli Drinkwitz, I think before this year, the best win total they've had was six wins. He has not had a over 500 record. He's been 500, but he's never been over 500 at a time at Missouri. So now with what they got here – He's obviously going to have that 10 wins, possibly 11. You win your bowl game. And I got to say this too, you know, last year, Florida went six and seven. They lose these last two to Missouri and Florida state. They're five and seven. I know Billy Napier is doing some good things in recruiting, but that's a losing record in two straight years. Florida people are not going to put up with that. I kind of wonder, and we talked about Arkansas, Sam Pittman, there's been speculation with him. Is he going to be let go? And now Billy Napier, I wonder, I wonder if we we could be seeing a change at Florida. I don't think Pittman's going anywhere, uh, but I will say this. Florida's schedule next year is, like, unbelievably hard. So, 
I mean, I, I I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Alabama or Ohio State going to that schedule they play next year going undefeated. I mean, it it is it is brutal. So potentially, I mean, but who are you gonna who are you gonna go get? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You'll hire Urban back. I mean, I don't know. I just I, I, at times Florida has looked really good, but their defense is just holding them back, man. I mean, you got they got to go have to get in that portal and uh, really really hit that load that defense up. Yeah, they are. They are, and they'll have to do this uh, different quarterback. I think Graham Mertz will be gone uh, yeah, too. Probably. So that's another thing. All right, the last uh, college game we'll get into, and uh, this is Kentucky at six and four, three and four in conference at South Carolina, who's four and six, two and five. I uh, had a win against Vanderbilt last week. This is six thirty on the SEC Network. Kentucky's a one and a half point favorite. The over under is around fifty four points in this one. But look, we talked about it earlier with Alabama, Kentucky. Struggled big time. Struggled big time uh, against Alabama, and then South Carolina just you know, it's 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 you know it's Rattler and the rest of them. Uh, where, where are you going with this one? I, I actually want to pick this one last, uh, but uh, where are you going with Can it? Can I just flip a coin? Everybody <laughs> <laughs> uh, watching on video, not on, knowing or people who aren't watching on video, just let the audio podcast. Uh, while I was talking, Matt was just doing they flip a coin. Uh, yeah. Just man, video. Ah, oh, man, I don't know. I, I think Kentucky's a better, a little bit better team. Uh, I, I, Larry's playing better. I mean, it, I, I do think points are going to be scored. So, I mean, uh, but I, I'm gonna roll with Kentucky here to go in there and get a win. But that wouldn't surprise me one bit if South Carolina wins. I'm going with the upset. I think South Carolina's going to win. I think Kentucky's ending the year six and six. I think they're losing again next week to Louisville, but. I think South Carolina wins this one. They get the five and six, and then next week against Clemson, Woo! they have a shot at getting to a bowl game. And like you said, Kentucky's defense isn't great. I think it's, you know Leggett and Rattler can put some points up, and they're at home, and we know how electric that you know it is at that stadium at South Carolina. I think that gives them a, a boost too as well. I mean, they're they're only a one and a half point underdog for a reason. So that's true. Yeah, so I, I'm going. I'm riding with South Carolina. I'm going to go with the upset on this one. Slide I mean, but uh, so before we get out of here, real quickly, we got three NFL games we want to pick. Uh, luckily for Matt, we we'll have to worry about any Atlanta Falcons picks uh, this week since they are off. Um, and I tried to find some three intriguing matchups to, to kind of just quickly pick real quick. Uh, on Sunday, the first two are Sunday games: six and three Steelers at the six and three Browns. 12 o'clock game, CBS. Cleveland's a one-point favorite, which I'm shocked by that. And I'll tell you why in a minute. The over-under is 32 and a half. Uh, Deshaun Watson obviously is out for the year. The Steelers play ugly games every single week, low scoring. The Browns are really good defense, and they, and they do run the ball well. And, you know, they had some success when Deshaun Watson was out earlier, beating the 49ers with a third-string quarterback. So I, I, what's your thoughts? Who, who you got? First one of 17 wins. I mean, that many? Yeah. Dorian Thompson Robinson, I think, is going to be their starter. Uh, the Browns' right tackle, DeWad Jones, is out. So that's big. We're going to get that Steelers D line. I like the Steelers at home. Low scoring, slobber docker game. Uh, but the, you think the Browns are regretting uh, acquiring Deshaun Watson for as much as they gave up? I was listening. him. Huh? I- I was listening to the Dan Patrick show this week 
he put up a stat. I think he was, uh, in a th- so it was over seven years. So this had to be Sean Watson's whole career. He has played in, and I may be wrong off a few numbers here. I think he said he played in 67 games in his career and he's missed 51, even when you add in the suspension year. So, and when you look at all the draft capital, the Texans got now, I don't have them a game on here, but man, how about CJ Stroud and what they're doing? I mean, they're five and four. I mean, Jacksonville did not look good against the 49ers last week. I don't know what's happened to them. So, I mean, they were they were coming off a five game winning streak was Jacksonville, but they hadn't really beat anybody. It really was really mm-hmm. any good. Uh, so, yes, tech, Texans going on. I've heard people talk about CJ Stroud being an MVP candidate, but anyways, that that trade has now helped out the Texans tremendously. And I, Deshaun Watson just has not looked like the same quarterback that he was with the Texans. No, and, and Philip, Phil, here's the thing: like, what if what if this is a career in the injury? You're yeah. stuck with that contract for how he's long? Guaranteed. I mean, he's guaranteed yeah, most I mean, of like, it. That's why these teams that make these and what the, the Cleveland Browns, I think they went through like 29 quarterbacks and over a certain amount of time. That's but like you go make a move like that, and and they get hurt. I mean, dude, you're you're killing your team, man. You're killing your team, and that's why I just don't. To be honest, we the NFL, the money and the NFL and MLB and all of them have gotten out of control. But I, I just, as a, if I were a general manager, which I think I could be a better general manager than some of these guys, I would be very cautious about giving up that kind of draft capital and paying somebody that kind of money guaranteed. Kind of like uh, Jimbo Fisher. I mean, like I know y'all got money, but. Dang, man. I mean, that much for a buyout. I mean, whew, that's just lighting money on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen people talk about that, too, about with Deshaun Watson, the regret there. But uh, another game on Sunday, 12 o'clock, the 5-5 five and five Raiders play much better now uh, with uh, Antonio Pierce as the head coach. Uh, they're playing at the Miami Dolphins coming off the off week. They're 6-3, and three, 12 o'clock CBS, uh, your local CBS if you're getting it. Uh, Miami is a 13.5-point favorite. The over-under is 46.5. I don't think Miami has a win over a team with a winning record or at 500 this year. They have struggled against those teams. Uh, as I said, the Raiders are coming off two straight wins. Aiden O'Connell, look, he's okay. He's scrappy. He's not a great quarterback. Uh, but they're playing a lot better uh, these last few weeks. But I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think Tua has a big game. I think this offense, and they're at home, and they're, they're coming off the off week. So I, I I think and he, and the Raiders um you know they, they played on Sunday night, so they're not coming off a short week. But yeah, I like the Dolphins. Yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Miami as well. But I mean I I think the Raiders are playing with a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, right now. And Antonio Pierce has injected some life into them. And I tell you, man, Max Crosby, their defensive end, he's one of the better defensive players in the NFL. Yeah. That guy single handedly can wreck it wreck an offense. I mean, force a couple fumbles. Next thing you know, you're you're down. So I, I think that's a big line, though. I mean, in the NFL, so I, I think yeah. that'll be a closer game than people think. But I'll roll with Miami. Yeah, it is. You don't use a C spreads over ten uh, in the NFL. Not, not really, man. Not really. And you know, Devonte Oakland. I mean, no, excuse me, Oakland, Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, I do it all the time. Las Vegas. Uh, it's a shame that franchise left Oakland too. By the way, but. Uh, 
they they made a concentrated effort to run the football last week, and that's what helped them win the game. And if they can do that play action with Devontae Adams, I think that they can hang around in this game. Then Monday night, this is the big one. Uh, the 8-1 Philadelphia Eagles at the 7-2 Kansas City Chiefs, 7-15 ESPN or ABC, or you can watch the Manning Brothers probably on over on ESPN too. There's many different ways to watch this one. Kansas City is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. The over-under is around 45-and-a-half points. Matt, I'm going to present you a question that I asked somebody this week about this game. Who has the better game, DeAndre Swift or Taylor Swift? Philip, really? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, would, I would say DeAndre. <laughs> but I'm sure she'll be there. You know, oh, she's, yeah. been every, she's been in every home game. I'll tell you what. Uh, this rematch of the Super Bowl, uh, Dallas Goddard, their great tight end. I don't think he's going to play. And the Kobe Dean's already out, their middle linebacker, one of the Georgia boys. Uh, Nick Bolton, Kansas City's outstanding middle linebacker, is also out. So I, I don't know, man. It's you, you think all sides point to a shootout in this game, but both of them are coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, two weeks to prepare. You know, figure out some tendencies, two good coordinators. I don't know, man. This might be a lower scoring game than people think. But I'm gonna I'm gonna roll Kansas City at home, man. It's tough to beat those guys at home at night. I am gonna pick the Eagles. I think they're gonna be a little bit extra motivated because this is a rematch from the Super Bowl. And look, we all remember how the Super Bowl ended with the penalty, the pass interference, all, you know, all the stuff that happened. So I'm going to go with the Eagles to win a very close game. I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as a lot of people probably think it's going to be, but it should be a fun, a fun Monday night. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, man, the Kansas city got embarrassed by Denver. Yeah. But think about how far they Sean Payton, man, that guy's one of the best coaches of all time. And, and they're all of a sudden in the playoff race after getting beat 70 to 20 something a couple few weeks ago. So but, yeah, man, I mean, that Denver team's coming on, but Kansas City got embarrassed, too, so I'm sure they're going to want to come out and play well. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun weekend of football, as always. And uh, this is always fun, too, uh, talk about these games with you, Matt. Uh, tell the folks uh, about Phil Level Media before we get out of here. Yeah, phillevelmedia.com. I'm going to have an Auburn basketball preview up uh, Friday. I uh, got a couple of football previews up, the Auburn uh, – uh, New Mexico State and Southern Miss, Mississippi State up, and going to be doing some Alabama basketball too up there. So go check it out. They do previews, recaps, betting trends, NFL stuff, NBA, injury stuff. PhilLevelMedia.com. Go check it out. All right, everybody. Go get uh, check it out. And uh, once again, Matt, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, we'll do this a little bit early in the week next week with Thanksgiving coming up. But uh look forward to next week. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon, man. Right, remember you can follow me on social media at P Jordan SEC. Uh, the podcast is available on all your favorite podcast platforms and over at wiregrassdailynews.com. You can email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com and check out all my written work at last word on college football. Be back next week with more podcasts. I hope everybody has a great football weekend. Till next time. Bye bye.